0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon podcast.
1: I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give
0: you a round of applause for something that you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Palm. And broadcast school has really paid off. T. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV.
2: Our
3: buddy Ben Mintz joins us, as he always does, each and every Thursday here at MPW Digital. Benjamin, um... I noticed something about you a minute ago. You you, you signed on. You, your your computer was bothering you for a minute. You, you were like, "Yeah, I was worried about this. I spilled coffee on my computer and I thought I'd ru- ruin my sound, but I didn't." And I was like, yeah, something else about you." <laughs> and it, it it's like, it's like, and I know you've been on a, a weight loss journey. Um, you're you're pounding that treadmill. I can relate. I I did I did treadmill today. I was thinking of you. Good. You know, I was. Th- I get it, but it's even more than that. It's it's even it's even beyond. You got a good sweat on. Um, yeah. It's there's something something lighter, and I don't mean your weight. It, it's like something's off your soul or something.
2: Yeah, and, uh, I think uh, be, most people probably saw the blog I wrote on barstool. Uh, my apologies to Coach Mike Bianco and his family that came out this week. I wanted to write it. It's a long overdue thing that I've been carrying for literally months. There's no getting around it. Uh, but I, you know, it, I felt like it was—it was like one of those things in life when you know something's wrong, you don't want to face it because you're kind of ashamed of yourself. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and I, since I wrote it, and I just ate it. For those who hadn't read, read it, I mean, you could pull it up. I mean, I'm talking. No one's eaten it more than what I said in that blog. I just like took it to the face. And all three of their sons, but Coach Bianco's sons, retweeted it, so it was received extremely well. And, you know, I just feel like there's a weight off my chest because, I mean, the people on here have gotten to know me. Like, I try to consider myself a good person. I mean, obviously I make some mistakes. We all do. But I just, you know, Coach Bianco and that old Miss baseball team did a lot for me and uh, a lot for anybody that's related to Ole Miss with that title. And – I've been carrying the weight of that for months, and especially – I mean, literally they helped me get this extension at Barstool, and I'm close to Tim Elko and Kevin Graham. And just the whole time, even in Omaha, when they're winning it, I'm just like I'm the biggest hypocrite. Like I was just like ignoring it, but I was like I'm like literally felt like a hypocrite for like months for that blog I wrote when I freaked out after the Bama game. And, uh, you know, but, you know, I think I think there's a life lesson in here, Neil. We've gotten into that a little bit on this – in the last couple years of interviews. People respect if you just take it to the face like a man when you make a mistake. Absolutely. That's the lesson here. And I was like, you know, obviously embarrassed about my behavior for, you know, all of it. But I wrote that ball and the feedback has been just overwhelming. Like I had a lot of old Miss fans say, yeah, I was the same apology. Uh, but just in general,
3: you know, I think yeah, people. Uh, are uh, I mean, I I, I love you, but, but, dude, you you are not alone in in that sentiment. So, uh, you, you, you don't. There was, I've loved some of the people that are like, haha, they won. I bet you guys feel stupid. I'm like, stop, stop, stop. I, our message board was so negative, <laughs> so negative in the middle of that of that um, slump. Had one of us, Chase or me, had I said, come out and said, hey, guys, listen, it's going to be okay. I mean, I think they're going to bounce back a little. But even if they don't, Mike Bianco's your guy moving forward. They would have lost their minds. So, no. No, you, 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 you apologized. You did it. But uh, there, there's, there aren't too many people out there. Maybe nobody not named Bianco and on that roster who can say, no, no, we always believed. And I can tell you there were people on the roster who were losing belief. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, come on.
2: Well, I think it's one of those things where, like, I didn't actually ever even hear much from our fans after I wrote the blog because of what you're saying. You know, I'm just more more worried just like, you know, like my relationship with the athletic department, that was not a – not the smartest thing I've ever done. Yeah, for I that. The department was going to fire him on Memorial yeah, Day. Yeah, I know. But regardless, I mean, they're, they're guilty too. I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, Reg- was- regardless of all of it, water, you know what? Water under the bridge now, you know? Yeah. And uh,
3: what makes that such a great story is that there really, there really is no other storyline to it. There's no spinning it. There's no, no, they were, it was over. Literally, it was over. If NC State gets that spot and they don't, it was over and they didn't go to Hoover and have some magical run. No, sir. They went to Hoover and played a late, late, late game because of nasty weather and stuff lost to Vanderbilt basically on Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning, and then spent a week, essentially five days, pretty much thinking they weren't getting in and then they get in and the rest is it happens but it's it's an amazing story and i i i don't to mike's credit at no point that i've at least seen him publicly go you know you people didn't believe in me screw off and and it just and a year earlier he was trying to leave it's just it's it's, it's there's so much to that story that's amazing yeah. you know it, it it's it's a cool story and and I'm i'm happy for him and the Ole Miss people and the kids that played on that team and all that stuff. But, man, what a what a wild ride.
2: Oh, it was insane. It was all insane. And, uh, yeah, I'm ha- look, I'm thrilled for him and his family and everyone. And, uh, you know, I'm just, like I said, water to the bridge now, moving forward, you know. But uh, I, I will say, if you hadn't read that blog, though, I mean, I'm telling you that I, I don't know that anybody's ever, like, I mean, I just ate it on that blog. I mean, I literally, you know, so – but, like I said, the last thing on it, life lesson. I mean, I feel like people respect if you may admit you make mistakes. And, you know, one of the – the during the downtime, the, the lower points of my life when I left New Orleans at 14, I got into some debt and stra- strained some relationships. And, like, I, I didn't really want to face those mistakes. And that was kind of, like, part of the problem. And I think that, you know, this kind of exactly shows some some growth and how I try to live, you know, life.
3: Right. Let's jump into some games because this is a weird weekend um, you got – you got some rivalry games, you got some sort of rivalry games right before big rivalry games. You got games with tired teams coming off of emotional losses. Ole Miss is one of those teams, um, you know, an emotional loss, and now you got a, a, a game, and a lot of teams have short weeks next week because they play on Friday. Or in Ole Miss's case, they play on Thursday. Um, just weird, right? So there, it, this is a weird week. I'll just run through some games, kind of, and we'll get to the NFL after this, but, like, TCU, all eyes on TCU, you know, they they are, if they win out, they're going to play in the playoff, and they keep having these kind of games. Everybody goes, well, this is the week that the slipper comes off, and the slipper's still on. I mean, you have to at least entertain the idea that, no, Cinderella's going to the ball, man. I mean, you know, Cinderella is going to march off with Prince Charming when this thing is over. They go to Baylor, giving two-and-a-half to a Baylor team that can be good at
2: home. Man, the thing with this game, like, I'm always all about – I mean, I'd be surprised if 93% of the public doesn't bet TCU in this game. I mean, that's – and you, you know me. I mean, that means I'm either Baylor or passing. I'm not going to go against TCU. But you look at the way this sets up. TCU with the win at Texas last week undefeated. Baylor got – destroyed at home by Kansas State last week. And this line comes out at two and a half, three. It's a big rivalry game. I always preach that road favorite by two and a half is the number one rat sucker line. So this game stinks to high heaven to me. That doesn't mean I'm taking Baylor, but I just feel like any casual gambler in the country is going to slam TCU in this game. And so, look, maybe they're right. You know, maybe TCU comes out and beats them. But I ain't having a cent on them. That's for sure. I, this no. game, this game scared me. All
3: right. I mean, the, here, here's the here's the, the clear sign that Las Vegas is not going to let people uh, cash in a ton on Baylor. Ready? Baylor, a two and a half point underdog in the money lines, minus minus one oh five. Vegas thinks Baylor's winning the
2: game. Oh, they do. And Baylor, it's a rivalry game at home. I mean, Baylor, remember 2014, that was TCU's only loss, too, when they were trying to yeah. go undefeated. I don't know. Like I said, this one just – and I know part of it is because TCU doesn't have a strong power ranking, It's so their lines have been short all year. And I realize that. But, man, off that primetime win with game day and all that, just I don't know, man. I, here's, like another, said,
3: here's another ratty one. Uh, Illinois coming off a stinker of a loss. They go to Ann Arbor. Michigan's unbeaten, look great. They got Ohio State next week, and the line's only 18.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm taking Illinois here for sure. Uh, I think that's going to be the overall theme of this conversation. All these look-ahead games, the rivalry week being next week, everybody not wanting to show stuff. Look, Illinois, the over-under is like 42 in this game. I mean, 18's a huge line. If Illinois gets up 7 or 10 nothing, you're covering and even with Illinois having the you know t- t- tough loss, they've lost to Purdue and Michigan State the last two weeks. They're going to fight hard as hell. They're pretty good on defense, and I think they can stay in this game. And so, you know, I'm I'm on Illinois plus 18, pretty big this week. to Be honest.
3: Tennessee uh, giving 22 to a South Carolina. South Carolina looks awful in Gainesville. I mean this this is another kind of ratty line because I can see yeah. Tennessee winning this game by 40 points. They ran it up on Mizzou. They very clearly believe they need style points to get that fourth spot what do you think
2: the only thing is South Carolina at home sometimes like randomly will fight you know but the thing with t- South Carolina got beat 38-6 at Florida that was one I should have been on last week I stayed away and I'm I'm, I'm kind of kicking myself on that uh, The Tennessee though and this is the thing when you have those like up-tempo good spread offenses when you play a team that can't stop you you just score infinity and like you just it, – you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't – the road favorite thing always worries me, so I'll probably stay away, but I, I see your point on Tennessee.
3: Ohio State gets Michigan next week. They go to Maryland. Maryland has stunk lately. Uh, Maryland getting 27-and-a-half, though. Is there any value there?
2: I'm doing it. Like I said, I I know Maryland just got crushed at Penn State and at Wisconsin the last two weeks, but this game's at home – I think Maryland at home can score in the twenties against Ohio State, and hopefully getting in the twenties is enough to cover twenty-seven and a half. But I just think Ohio State—you know—they just having Michigan—they're going to call the dogs off here. Four touchdowns is a ton. So, and you know, what if Maryland gets up seven or fourteen nothing early? I mean, you're probably good. So, I'm uh, I'm taking Maryland and Illinois. You know, about Ohio State, Michigan next week because of
3: Texas comes off that loss to TCU. Game day was in. Uh, Austin and raving about the horns and all that stuff. And yet again, Texas spits the bit. Kansas has been up and down, whatever. They started hot, struggled, come back and played better. They lost last week in a game that, in Lubbock where they just kind of got away from them. They get uh, the horns at home and they get nine points too. That's not a terrible uh, little little proposal there.
2: I I like Kansas here. I question Texas's heart. I mean, I'm just going to point blank say it. They lost that TCU home game that was game day. You know, now they've lost – I mean, they've lost a bunch – what, are they lost four games this year now? Uh, yeah, they lost four games. Yeah, they lost four games. You think all those country club kids in Texas and that Austin, awesome, you think they want to be freezing their ass off up in Lawrence, Kansas, this week? I just question whether they're going to be – the only thing about this game, though, is how much shame there was last year when they lost to Kansas. Yeah. That's the only thing. Like, Sark in the building this week is going to be hammering that, that they embarrassed themselves – but look, Kansas has a bad defense. But if gotta, you don't if have that quarterback defense. being that backup is good.
3: Yeah. If, if they don't have pride, they don't care that they lost to Kansas last yeah, year. Yeah. And
2: the and other thing is, man, Ewers, you know, Quinn Ewers or Ewers, whatever, I how you say his name, but he, uh, he turns the ball over a lot. And, you know, on the road, if he turns it over a couple times here, I mean, I think Kansas may win this game, to be honest.
3: All right. I like Pitt beating Duke at home. The question is, can they do it by more than seven and a half?
2: I was looking if the weather's not horrible. I like the over in this game a little bit too. It's only 50 and a half. I think it get a little wild. Uh boy, at Mike Elko, by the way. How about the year he's had at Duke? I mean, you know, and you see uh, you know, A&M's defense has gone down from Elko to DJ Durkin, too. I mean, he's obviously a good coach for Duke, but uh yeah, I I guess I guess I'd lean, I'd lean pit, but I'm looking at that over as long as the weather's okay. Oh, okay. gotta check the weather this time of year, though.
3: Uh, Iowa playing better. They go to Minnesota. They uh, get two and a half. The over-under on this is just 32 and a half. Minnesota has struggled on offense as well. This could be a weird game.
2: The, the fact you said it, the story to me, is the over-under 32 and a half. I mean, you don't see them get below 34. Like, literally, 34, 34, four and a half is, like, the lowest it gets. And so, I don't really have an opinion on this game. I mean, I, I don't trust Iowa on the road at all. But – uh, they, they're pretty good at home, but you know I, I'm just uh, these Big Ten games. I mean, I got I got nothing on this one.
3: Uh, Kansas State goes to West Virginia. West Virginia fired their AD uh, Neil Brown's still hanging in there. It feels like the, the 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 Grim Reaper's coming for him soon. But but they've been good at home, and they get Kansas State, who's been good. Period. Uh, West Virginia, a seven and a half point home dog.
2: I've been riding West Virginia as a home dog all year. I took them against Oklahoma. I got burned on that last play against TCU. I mean, I'm West Virginia or nothing, but I do feel what you're kind of saying. I mean, Neil Brown's on the way out, obviously. Kansas State's playing for a Big 12 championship. And Kansas, I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm West Virginia or nothing, but I don't like West Virginia as much as I did against Oklahoma.
3: Notre Dame at home against Boston College, but it's a big number, 20 and a half. But B.C. has sucked.
2: Yeah, they can't score. Uh, I still like, – that's an old rivalry, though. I can't lay 20-and-a-half. I mean, I think I'd have to do BC or nothing.
3: Georgia goes to Kentucky, the top-ranked dogs, against uh, a Wildcats team that just lost at home to Vanderbilt. Kentucky gets 22-and-a-half against Georgia. And you got to wonder if Georgia's kind of thinking, hey, let's just survive. We don't have to do anything. We just got to stay healthy. All we got to do is win, and we're good.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a, it's a good point. I, I don't trust, I mean, God, Kentucky, what a disappointment they've been. I mean, that they don't even seem like the same team that almost beat old, I mean Ole Miss was lucky to get to the locker room in that game in early October against them. But man, Will Levis, I mean, it's been rough. It has. It's been, it's been real rough. And uh, you know, I know maybe they were looking ahead last week to Georgia, but you lose at home to Vandy. I don't know. I still – just because of my gambling style, I just don't like laying 21-22 on the road, though. So, I'll probably sit this one out. This could be – you know what I might look at in this one is the under. What's the over – I don't know what the over-under is, but I think it's forty nine. I think it's going to be pretty low score. Like, I feel like Kentucky might play hard and d and this would be a rugged physical game. Like, if Georgia won this thing 28-7, I wouldn't be shocked.
3: All right. A couple of your theories get tested here, as does your loyalty, because I know how much you love your Rebels – They're a a two-and-a-half-point-ranked favorite.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: access to a center is easy and affordable interested in experiencing the ee system technology for yourself go to unifiedhealing.com slash blue wire to learn more and find a center near you
3: Two-and-a-half-point home dog.
2: There's a few stuff. Okay, the good thing for Ole Miss, it's going to be freezing cold game at night, which I don't like. It's in Fayetteville, where Ole Miss has had a lot of problems historically. But the positives, the running game travels in cold weather, and Ole Miss can run the ball. LSU couldn't run the ball last week there, and it almost cost them. But Arkansas will have K.J. Jefferson back, and they didn't have him. I mean, if K.J. Jefferson starts, they would have beaten LSU last week for yeah. sure. For sure. Um, I won't be touching this game. I'm hoping Ole Miss just goes and grinds out a you know, win in the cold weather. And I think they're certainly capable of it. But, I mean, it's just the week after Bama is always tough, man. You get your hearts ripped out the way Ole Miss did, and it was an incredibly physical game. Uh, to say the least and you know Arkansas's had kind of a lost year but they'll be up for this game on a night cold game so it's it's one of those games you got to you know LSU survived it last week in Arkansas that's what Ole Miss has got to do you know you just got to go just get out of there with a win by any by any means necessary.
3: Yeah uh, Vegas Vegas didn't love Ole Miss here the, uh, the the money line for Ole Miss is minus 135 in other words they don't want you to touch it the Arkansas money line is plus 115 so they're not putting much value there either they Vegas would like for you to leave this game alone and, uh, and move on to another one Uh NC state at Louisville. This is an interesting game here. Louisville, a four point home favorite, a uh, little value here. If you believe in NC state, they've been terrible on the road, but if you believe in them, you can get plus 150 on the money
2: line. My my thoughts on this, I don't know what Malik Cunningham got knocked out of that game last week with a shoulder injury at Clemson, the Louisville mobile dual threat quarterback. And we're taping this on Wednesday, so I don't know his status. If he's playing, I like Louisville. But if he's out, I, I, he, I think he makes that big a difference. Louisville's kind of tough at home, too. So, the other thing, uh, this will not be very high scoring either, I don't think. Yeah, yeah
3: uh ulm goes to troy uh the uh, the warhawks get a big win last week yeah that i kind of saw coming and i didn't touch it and i'm mad at myself uh but they go to troy 14 and a half point uh dogs against uh john sumrall's guys
2: yeah ulm did beat troy last year too as a 24 point home underdog i remember i remember that last year but like, i i don't know if they could pull it off twice in a row on the road though that's asking a lot i mean good win great win last week for them and you know Terry Bowden. At least they, look, they're they're not they're certainly not good, but they're not one of the worst programs in college football. With them, I mean, this, you know, they're winning some games at home. They fight.
3: No, they have. I'm, they have. I'm, I'm done, happy for them. You know, he's done a good job. I'll give him credit.
2: Definitely, that's all I mean. You definitely have no research. I mean, there's recruiting. There's talent all over the place, like Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas, but. You're doing it without money or facilities, for sure.
3: I'm searching for something here, and I'm wondering whether you taught me out of this. Charlotte's been awful. They fired their coach. They they they're they're not good. They're a home dog, two and a half points to Louisiana Tech.
2: Tech is man. Did you see what happened to them last week?
3: They suck too.
2: They are horrible, and it's it's crazy because you look at like Skip Holtz's first year was really bad, and I thought a year like this might be coming because the roster had been kind of falling the last couple of years. Yeah. I didn't know it was going to be like this. I mean, yeah, they'll be 52 to seven at Texas San Antonio. I can't trust Tech laying points on the road, period. And I remember, remember they remember that at Ford International, they had that Friday game. I just, I just can't, I, I just can't take them laying points on the road. There's just no way. Charlotte made a very interesting hire. The guy from Michigan, there was a former high school coach, like Biff, uh, I forgot his last name. But they they think he's been a bit really responsible for Harbaugh's last couple of years. And people think it's gonna be a really interesting hire.
3: All right, here's a game that I love. Love it. Might double up on it on my deal. And I, I have not done one SEC game the whole year on McCrady and Siskey, and I might double up on it this week. I, I love this game. Western Kentucky plus five and a half at Auburn. The money lines plus 190. I love everything about WKU plus five and a half. I love it. If there's something that I'm missing, tell me now, Ben. Please be my friend.
2: But I love it, too. I'm on it, too, because, like, you look at Auburn, had such an emotional win against a They got Bama next week. I, 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 I also think Western Kentucky could score with that passing attack. And, you know, Auburn's going to have to run the ball because they can't throw. And I just think it's the right spot. I'm on Western Kentucky, too. I think they do it, too. I mean, I, I really do. I like it. Yeah, I think I would take the. I might take the money line small and and take the points.
3: I'm looking for anything else. Texas Tech at Iowa State. Texas Tech's a three and a half point dog in Ames.
2: I lean Iowa State. They're Texas Tech's kind of like West Virginia. Like they're good at home and they stink on the road. And I know that's like very simplistic, but.
3: Got a Bedlam, Oklahoma State's been struggling. Oklahoma- if, Spen- if, fin-
2: if Spencer Sanders is out again for Oklahoma State, I like Oklahoma. He's been out the last few weeks. If he's out, they're going to get killed.
3: So Sooners minus seven, you, you yeah. like that a little bit. It,
2: it, well, I, like I said.
3: And it's a rivalry game, though. That's what I hate about it, right?
2: Or if Sanders is out. Because yeah. if he's playing, I, do, I, that's, that, that, I take that away. But I wouldn't touch it. But if he's out, Oklahoma will roll.
3: USC and UCLA play at the Rose Bowl. The uh, Trojans, a two point favorite. Money line on this is not much. Vegas does not want you to bet this game either. UCLA's plus 110 as a two point dog.
2: My instincts like UCLA, even off that horrible loss to Arizona. They got, talk about a look at spot last week. Oh, God, that was a bad loss. 20 point home favorite over Arizona. That was one of the worst losses of the season. I mean, that was just wretched. And this is kind of one of those games, over-under is like 75. Uh, I think it's going to be, you know, I think UCLA can run all – they can run all over USC, but I think USC will be able to throw it all over UCLA. But for some reason, my instincts think UCLA is the right playoff, that loss here. I think USC is going to be really public. UCLA is at home in the Rose Bowl. And I don't know, DTR has had a lot of experience. I think he wants to go out beating the Trojans.
3: Why is uh, Wake Forest only a 10-point Favorite against Syracuse. Syracuse has just spit the bit.
2: I, I, I guess that's people are still thinking it's early part of the season, Syracuse, because that's Wake's lost like three in a row, though, but they're still yeah. not bad. They barely lost to North Carolina. Uh, I mean, I, I would lean Wake. I just don't see how Syracuse can score with them. I don't, you know, and, and the thing about Wake, they don't score points at home.
3: Here's a crazy game not, to, not the money line, but the spread. Am I nuts to think that LSU coming off these emotional games, um, an emotional game coming? They've won the West. They've kind of celebrated this week, and deservedly so. They get UAB late at night on a Saturday. UAB played really well last week. UAB getting 14 and a half, an absolute free shot for the Blazers. This is a little weird spot from a gambling standpoint i I like lsu to win but man i'm not convinced they just run away with it
2: no i i think i was gonna ask you i saw uab has an interim coach what happened to bill clark
3: yeah the health issue before they had to to walk away his back and stuff okay
2: i was wondering because he was just such a great coach and i I just i saw that i didn't i guess i missed that which is weak on my part but uh i just was surprised i don't know how i didn't see that but i mean it's a short line. The suckers are gonna bet LSU. It's obviously they played five straight SEC games. And, you know, you can expect you know what I might like here. What's the I might like the under here?
3: Uh the under over under is 52 and a half.
2: Okay. I kind of feel like it's gonna be a sluggish game a little bit. I could I could see like LSU 28 14.
3: Yeah, I can't do it. all right. Last college game that we'll get to the NFL. Utah is at Oregon. Oregon coming off a of just devastating loss. The way they lost that game. Just oh my gosh. Oregon uh, minus three at home against the Utes.
2: I like Utah here. And uh, the thing is this, last year when Utah played Oregon, they played twice, Utah beat the crap out of them because Utah's physical and punches them in the mouth. And Oregon at the line of scrimmage couldn't handle that. And I just think this line, Oregon only being three, I feel like the line's a little short telling you to take Utah here. I thought it'd be like four to six. And right. I think it just looks like they're kind of begging you to take Oregon here. And you, when you look at Utah, how much they dominated them last last year, uh, I, I just makes me feel like uh, I think Utah's the right side.
3: All right, people will be watching the Titans and Packers when they see this interview, so we're not going to spend any time on that one. Green Bay, in case you're wondering, a three and a half point favorite as they play here tonight on Thursday night. As you watch this on Sunday, the the noon games uh, we got Cleveland and Buffalo, uh, Buffalo having some issues they're an eight and a half point favorite at home against a browns team that just got smoked last week
2: they're supposed to be three to six feet nine inches feet of snow in buffalo this weekend
3: oh wow and that over under is small it's 41
2: well it went it was 43 earlier today and went to 41 off that news so
3: okay. uh
2: I mean, I, I I would like Buffalo here. The only thing Nick Chubb running in the snow could keep Cleveland his game possible. And
3: Deshaun Watson's going to play, so no, nah, no, nah,
2: he's he's not. He's, he's he can practice now. He's back against Houston in a couple. Oh, of he, weeks. okay, About two games.
3: Today's the first so, day he can practice. Okay, yeah, he can
2: practice yeah. now. Though
3: I got it. Uh, I was confused.
2: I feel like this is an obvious bounce back for Buffalo, but I just wonder. Like I said, Chubb in the snow could be an equalizer here. He's hard to stop, but I, I'd lean Buffalo. Uh, That over-under is just going to keep falling because of the snow. I mean, that'll be a scene, though.
3: Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Uh, Eagles go uh, to Indianapolis. The Colts undefeated in the Jeff Saturday era. They play the uh, Eagles finally coming off of a loss for the first time. Philly, a seven-point road favorite.
2: I like Indy here. Uh, I I remember they won. They beat KC in a similar spot in week two. And they're a lot better with Matt Ryan in there. I think Jonathan Taylor, who's had kind of a bad year, broke out last week with like a 150-yard game. There's a new energy with Jeff Saturday. I think the line's like a little – everybody just assumes Philly will bounce back and smoke them. I think it's going to be a good game, so I'm on Indy.
3: All right. Uh, The Giants at home against a Detroit team that uh, burned me last week. Detroit plus three in, uh, in, in whatever they call that stadium now. Meadowlands. Meadowlands, yeah.
2: Yeah, the thing, the Giants, another – the Giants are like the TCU – well, I'm not saying they're as good as TCU is in college, but Vegas just has no respect for them. I mean, these lines with the Giants every week uh, are low. I think Jared Goff is going to struggle a lot in this game. I, I just think it could be a really bad game for him. He's, he kind of has a couple of those a year usually. This feels like one. I think the Giants will win, um, but, but you know, it will probably be close, but I, I kind of lean lean the Giants.
3: All right. Jets play the Patriots. The Jets a uh, a three-and-a-half-point underdog in uh, Foxborough.
2: New England always beats the Jets, period. It's like one of those heads-up matchups because Belichick, I I like it more at three. I know the Jets aren't that bad technically, but I, I just can't take them against New England with the way that series always goes.
3: All right. We've got a big line here. Carolina goes to Baltimore. The Ravens a 13 point favorite against the Panthers. Uh, the, the numbers this year tell you there's a trend. Take the, take the the underdog here with the double digit line, but boy, Carolina has been bad.
2: Well, here's what I think. This is crazy because I preach on here all the time. I never lay double digits in NFL. That's like one of my rules and I like Baltimore in this game. Carolina's trotting Baker Mayfield back out there. Dear God. Uh, Mayfield starting in Carolina this year has been pretty tough at home. You know, well they've you know they've beaten they beat all three of the NFC South teams at home. Last road game they were down thirty five nothing to Cincinnati at the half. I think they're going to Baltimore's coming off a bye. I think they're going to beat the brakes off of them.
3: Okay, that's and a good. Carolina
2: one. also here is another one. They're over under fourteen and a half points in this game. I don't think they can get to fourteen.
3: Okay. I like that. Washington um, playing better. Not
2: that bad.
3: Not that bad, and they go to Houston, who's not that good, and it's, they're a three and a half point favorite.
2: I'm, I don't trust Houston enough to take them, but I think this is a weird spot for Washington off the Monday night win, a really right. emotional one on a short week. This is gonna be a hard game to get up for. So, I mean, maybe I could, I could see Washington winning by a field goal in a lot of worlds here. So, uh, I'm, I'm gonna stay away from this. I just can't do Houston. I mean, like I'm. Like, I'm, I'm trying to talk myself into Houston's home dog, but I just don't know how to
3: do it. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, that's a stay-away game for me. Uh, Bears go uh, to Atlanta. The Bears getting three and a half uh, in, the, in the dome
2: there in Atlanta. I think this one could get kind of wild. These Bears games have been flying over the total the last few weeks, and Justin Fields running on this turf ought to have a pretty big game. Atlanta, I know they looked horrible at Carolina on that Thursday, but they've been pretty good at home this year um so i i I think I lean Atlanta to win, but I'd rather three than three and a half, and I'm looking at over fifty okay
3: uh team, I can't touch any more of the saints they just they just screwed me last week i i i'm I'm done uh which means they'll win this week' they play the Rams at <laughs> home. they're a three and a half point favorite over the Los Angeles Rams.
2: I'm telling you the Rams I think the Rams are waving the white flag. Cup's got the ankle surgery now. He's going to be out for the year. They're acting like he may not be. Stafford's still in concussion protocol. Look, the Rams sold their soul for that Super Bowl last year. They gave up all their draft picks. They did the Von Miller thing, the Odell Beckham thing. Whitworth retired. I I think they may just be done with this year. I mean, they're three and six. I think they're going to hold Stafford out. Like I said, cups out. I mean, I I like under 39 more than I like the Saints because the Saints are just, like you said, it's so bad. I think this is going to be a really crappy, low-scoring game again. Another one, um, but I actually think the Saints may win. They're going to win this game because I th- I really, I, I really think the Rams are just are throwing it in.
3: Okay. Uh, kind of a stinky game here. You got uh, Raiders Broncos in Denver. The uh, Raiders getting three on the road at uh, what used to be Mile High.
2: I I, I, I I can't. I know I'm done taking the Raiders. I mean, never again, <laughs> man. <laughs> Yeah, I, I it just I don't know. I'm, I'm Denver or nothing, but I don't know if I could take Denver either. It's,
3: All, right. All right. Game of the one of the games of the week is a fantastic game. The Cowboys uh, giving a point and a half, giving a point and a half in Minneapolis against the uh, red hot Vikings. What's up there? What do you think?
2: The line? I thought Minnesota would be a three point favorite at home. You know, and I'm usually like I'm not gonna try to toot my own horn, but I'm usually like within a point or two on the lines. Yeah, When I'm all four and a half points. Like usually when you see a line, I'm always the home underdog guy. But I feel like Vegas is making a statement making Dallas favorite here. Like, why yeah, are they favored?
3: but now the, the Minnesota money line is only plus one oh five. I mean, there there's not a lot of value in taking the dog there either. Um
2: mm-hmm. I don't know, I just – I think I'm going to stay away, but something yeah. – I feel like Dallas is going to – I don't know, Vegas is kind of telling me Dallas is going to win, but Minnesota's tough, tough at home. they got those dang Viking horns rocking in there. Cousins plays better at home.
3: Yeah.
2: But look, by the way, i got to mention this. Chuck, I know there are people that have had better games than the 10 catches for 193 yards and a touchdown Justin Jefferson had last week. But if you watch that game, sure. that was like top five wide receiver games I've ever seen. Period. Yeah. The catches he made when that game was on lock. That was, I don't even believe what I watched.
3: Absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. All right. A game that I like taught me out of it. Uh, It's the over under is just 41. I like a little bit. I kind of like Bengals minus four at Pittsburgh. You know, they're going to want redemption for that game. The Bengals coming off an open date. Pittsburgh got a win over the the lowly Saints at home. The weather's not going to affect the Bengals, though. Um, Am I crazy to like Joe Burrow and the guys?
2: I think Bengals will win. I don't know if I lay, like, I can feel like it, like I feel like I, I do think the Bengals will win, but I don't know about laying the four because I think it's going to be pretty low scoring. Yeah. Um. But I do think the Bengals bounce back and avenge that loss. Well, it's, it's just the problem is, man, when Jamar Chase is out, they're not the same team. And I know he's out a few more weeks and I, I, they're just not near as explosive without him. Um, so they, they
3: can I, run I, it with Mixon. That's the thing with them that, that makes it. You know, kind Yeah, of
2: they can. They can't, yeah. I, T.J. Watt back from Pittsburgh. I think they'll fight hard at home, so I'm probably yeah. staying fine.
3: All right, I'll stay away, too. All right, Chiefs and Chargers. Another one that I don't hate, I get the Chargers plus six.
2: I actually have a – what's weird, because the, the games in this series are always really close, always. I mean, like I through the year, a lot of great games. But I'm actually going to go the other way on this. I just think the Chargers are out of bodies. I mean, you're talking, I know they all they covered against the Niners last week and I had them, but you're talking about people are trying to be down on Justin Herbert. You try playing without your starting right, left tackle, guard, top two receivers, and tight end. I mean, damn, you know, <laughs> like they don't have anybody left. And so I kind of feel like Casey knows that they can close the division with the win here. And I think KC might, you might see one of those like KC primetime efforts. That they, they, they did it at Tampa earlier this year, too. But sometimes on these like primetime games, they come out and remind you who they are. Yeah. And I kind of think that might be coming here.
3: All right. One last game at the Monday night game. The uh, Niners head to Arizona. Uh,
2: it's in Mexico City, apparently.
3: In Mexico okay. In Mexico City. I, I'm just reading the DraftKings here. Uh, Niners, an eight point, uh, eight point favorite.
2: I just I don't know what's going on with the Arizona quarterback this few days out. It could be Kyler Murray. It could be Colt McCoy. And uh, not knowing that is, is is making it hard for me to make really a decision on this game.
3: All right, we got some Thanksgiving games next week that we'll talk about. Uh, you and I'll talk about maybe taping a little. It, bit. Yeah, we
2: can go if you want to tape early. Uh, I've got. I'm, I'm I'm coming out of poker retirement this week. I'm I've never I hadn't been to San Antonio, Texas in thirty years. And I'm flying to San Antonio. They got a $1,400 buy-in, million-dollar poker tournament at the whatever the Rounders card house says. I don't know. They hit me up. They said, hey, we want you to come. We'll give you a free buy-in if you'll come and post on your social media. And I said, all right, I'll see you there. <laughs> you know, like 1400 Like, Like, uh, yeah, I'll be there. So, going to go eat some Texas barbecue and go to the Alamo and play some poker. Good for you. Uh, Yeah, you know, I, I literally haven't been – last time went to San Antonio, I think it was nine. Um, but looking forward to that. Uh, but I'll be back to, you know, maybe we could shoot for taping on Tuesday. We'll it. Uh, Brent Walker and I, we got to, we got the egg bowl stream again next Thursday night. I guess as long as I work at Barstool, I'll always have Thanksgiving night with Brandon Walker. How can I be so, I mean, how God, how can I be so lucky? <laughs> but no, he. oh man. But, uh, but yeah, excited for this week and, uh, we'll, we'll definitely get after it next weekend. And honestly I'm about four weeks out from getting back to the South and, it's been a great experience up here. The two years, I wouldn't trade it. But you know, not a moment too soon. <laughs> uh,
3: we will uh, we'll touch base with you early next week. Then we'll get uh, we'll because we'll probably air this. I don't even know. I always every year, I'm like, oh wait, it's Thanksgiving, and it slips up on me the the game and all that stuff. But we'll figure it out. We'll get ben yeah. Home. We'll
2: take Tuesday and get it out Wednesday. Yeah, Man,
3: we'll, we'll do that. So uh, for Ben Mints, uh, appreciate your uh, your time. Enjoy uh, your weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week.